Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cue the Coffee podcast. I'm so happy to have you back here. I know we're almost two weeks into January already, but today I want to take some time to talk about finding your word of the year, how to pick one if you haven't done that already. And of course, I want to share what my word of the year for 2020 is and kind of why I really like picking a word of the year for the past couple of years. Um, Hopefully this inspires you to start thinking about what you really want to get from 2020. If you haven't already sat down to do your goals or thought about what's going on for the year, And if you haven't, just remember there isn't anything special about January 1st, and it's never too late to start setting your goals. Um, I just love January 1st as kind of like a fresh start in my head, a blank slate for the new year. But again, you don't have to use January 1st as your starting point. If you want to do this now and it's the middle of the year, go ahead and pick a new word for the middle of the year. Also, I want to preface everything um, and apologize in advance just in case you can hear my dog barking in the background. She likes to bark during the day at everything that drives by the window, so I'm trying to keep her occupied, but if she starts barking, I'm very sorry. So, hope you guys enjoy this episode, and let's get into it. As always, I want to start off the podcast with my favorite find of the week, and I actually have two this week, which is a shocker considering I feel like I have more than one every single week. But the first one is my word of the year mug from my Etsy shop. And of course, I had to mention it in this episode since we are talking about finding your word of the year, what my word of the year is, and everything like that. We have five different ones. Um, I personally have the joy one that is kind of like repeated and kind of like a black pattern. I love it. I have a sweatshirt that matches it, and I just think it turned out so cute. It's 11 ounces, so it holds the perfect amount of coffee for me, and it just makes me so happy when I use it in the morning. So I will have that specific mug as well as a link to my Etsy shop, both linked down below if you guys want to check it out. And another favorite is my 15-pound weighted blanket I got for Christmas. So a weighted blanket is something that I've kind of wanted for a long time, but they're really expensive. I feel like they always run like at least over $50, if not more. So I just never invested one. Um, but the past couple of months, I've just been having a lot of problems like falling asleep and staying asleep. I feel like my mind races at night and I just get anxious about stupid things. And I thought maybe a weighted blanket would help. Um, I've heard that weighted blankets do help with like anxiety, like sleep anxiety, help you stay asleep, all that kind of stuff. And at first I started using it and I didn't know if it worked, like it made me kind of hot, whatever, but I was using it like with my actual comforter. So over this past week, I decided like maybe I don't need like 18 blankets at night. I'm hot anyway. So I decided to just start sleeping with only the weighted blanket. And oh my gosh, I haven't slept this good in months, maybe even like the past year. I don't remember the last time I actually slept through the entire night and like didn't wake up. I'm not even kidding. Like Falling asleep has not been a problem. I don't wake up like five times in the middle of the night like I used to. It's just been so great. So again, I got this for Christmas from my brother. So thank you, brother. (laughs) I don't think he's listening. But if he is, thank you. It's been such a game changer for me. Um, I'm not entirely sure where he got the one that he got me. I think he said Costco, but I will link a similar one in the description below because it's honestly, like I said, just been so great to fall asleep with and really it's really helped everything so I would definitely recommend checking out a weighted blanket if you've been having trouble sleeping lately (laughs) so those are my two favorite finds of the week and like I said multiple times they will be linked in the description below okay so now on to 
the main topic of the episode, which is how to choose your word of the year and kind of the story behind why I think having a word of the year works and what my word of the year for 2020 is. So to start off, um, last year was the first year that I chose a word of the year and kind of tried to stick to it throughout the whole like year. Um, my word of the year for 2019 was Thrive. I chose this because I was going into my final year of college. I knew I was graduating in December and I knew that I had to work really hard for my grades and do what I had to do to keep my GPA up. Um, at the time, I had also been elected to serve as treasurer for my sorority, and I was very nervous about it. Um, if you know me, I'm not a math person or a numbers person, not very comfortable with money. So being in charge of an entire sorority's finances was very intimidating to me. And I was, again, just very, very nervous and not very confident in my ability to do well in that position but I really did want to try to do well. Um, I was also about to complete a few internships. I knew I needed to do two capstones for my major and my minor before graduating in December. And there were just so many things and so much more going on. So there was a lot of different things that were on my plate and they really needed some serious attention. And I wanted my word of the year to really push me to do my best in every aspect that I had on my plate last year. And when I sat down to pick my word of the year, I wanted to make sure that I did all that. So like I said, it was my first year really picking out a word. And I thought about it occasionally, and I had it pinned to my bulletin board. So it was something that I would see every day when I was getting ready, when I was doing homework at my desk, um, everything like that. But I really never did much else or checked in with myself on how I was doing and if I was really living up to my word of the year of Thrive. So it was good intentions. It was made sense to me back in January 2019 why I picked it. But I just remember thinking like at the end of 2019, like, did I really live up to that? Did it really work? Like, I really didn't pay much attention to it, honestly. So a few weeks ago, right before the end of the year, I was having a conversation with my boyfriend about my word of the year. And I told him that I didn't think I did much with it. I didn't really think I lived up to it. And his reply, he was like, I think you're crazy for saying that because he really th like he told me he really thought that Thrive was the perfect description of my 2019 from his perspective. And he kind of pointed out all the things that I had accomplished and all the things that I'd done and all the things that I should be proud of. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And it really made me reflect on my 2019. And I came to realize that after I picked this word, I really did push myself to do really good things. And like, I just really excelled in a lot of areas that I never really thought that I would have. So in 2019, like I said, I was elected treasurer for my sorority at the beginning of the year. But by March, I believe I was moved to recruitment director, which if you also don't know, um, I was recruitment director two years in a row on my sorority's executive board. So I'd already done recruitment before. And I had been moved from treasurer to recruitment for a second year in a row um, last year in 2019. So although I didn't really get the opportunity to really work very hard on being treasurer since I was only in that position for about a month or two, um, I was able to put all of my efforts towards something that I really did love and care about um, in my sorority, which was recruitment. So I was able to plan another successful recruitment weekend on my campus. and. Something that I'm very proud of and like have such fun memories looking back on is that I was so confident 
during that time. My first year when I did recruitment, honestly, I was like a hot mess. Like, I really didn't know what to do. I didn't really know, like, if I was doing anything right. I wish I would have done a couple of things different. So to have the opportunity to do that again was really cool for me. And I had so much more fun. Like, I made a ton of new friends. I got close with a lot of girls that I hadn't talked to as much before. And it's just some really fond memories looking back that I was actually able to not only plan a successful and fun recruitment for my entire chapter, but the fact that I let myself enjoy it and not be stressed out about it that year and having it be my final year for sorority recruitment just really made all the difference to me. So that was something that I really think I thrived in. The next thing was my grades. I am so proud of my grades, especially in 2019. So I got a 4.0 two semesters in a row, which is so unheard of for me. If you would have told me in, when I was in high school that by the time I graduated college, I would have grades like this, I'd be like, no way. Like, Not that I didn't care about grades ever before, but like in high school and even my first couple of years of college, I was like, didn't really care about it as much. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass. Like, as long as I get passing grades, you know, then that's going to be fine. Like, I never tried to fail and I definitely always studied and like looked over stuff, but I was like, if I get a B, like that's cool. But by 2019, I was like, no, I really, really want a good GPA. I want this GPA to go on my resume. I'm going to start applying for jobs and just want to be something that I'm proud of. So I pushed myself and like I said, I got a 4.0, two semesters in a row. And then my final semester, I was one grade away from a 4.0. So that's just, I'm very proud of myself for that. And even in my biology class, which if you didn't know, I took a biology class um, through my community college in my last semester of undergrad, just because I had to catch up on gen ads that I like forgot to take. Uh, That was an extremely hard class for a community college. And the teacher was very, very unbelievably hard on the entire class. And I ended it with a 90. And I was just like blown away. I'm like, how did I do this? But I really, really pushed myself. And academically, I really, really believe I thrived in 2019. And yeah, like I said, my grades were the best that they had ever been. And I actually graduated cum laude and received a 3.5 overall GPA. And again, I'm just so proud of myself for that. So something I really believe that I thrived in was school academically um, in 2019. And then I not only got one, but I got two internships this past year, and I really loved both of them. And the fact that I got these internships and was able to have this experience to put on my resume for my job search now is something, again, that I'm really proud of and I really pushed myself to do. And even though I did have a lot on my plate, you know, most of 2019 because I had so many internships and all this academic stuff going on and whatever, Again, I really thrived in that area because I knew I needed to build up my resume to be more than like retail jobs or more than sorority, like executive board experience. Like I knew I needed some professional experience to really help me stand out to employers and I pushed myself and I did it and I thrived and I really am proud of myself for that as well. Um, Another random thing is I volunteered 50 hours at my local humane society and I ended up adopting a dog. This was something that is also now on my resume, which is really cool that I have all these volunteer hours on there. 
Um, and it's something that I needed to do for my communication capstone at my university. So I could have done another internship, which I just like knew I was like, nope, I gotta take a little bit of a break. I can't do another full-time job. Um, but I decided to do a volunteer experience because it was something that I'd never done before. And it gave me the opportunity to work with um, a local humane society. And I worked mainly with the adoptable dogs there and I was able to interact with them and take them on walks and play with them and give them treats and that's how I adopted my dog Lexi so that was really cool and that's something again I really feel like I thrived in because it was something super out of my comfort zone it was very hard work actually but I looking back it was a great experience and I'm very proud that I finished it and I did it and then The last one that I have written down is I graduated college, and this is a huge thing for me. I'm going to do a whole episode about my college reflection and experience at some point, but graduating college was a big deal to me because it had taken me five and a half years. I was at community college for two years, and then I transferred to my university, and I was there for three and a half years. So I, for a while, was very self-conscious about my timeline with school because it took me more than that four years that everyone else supposedly takes to graduate. But I'm very proud that I did it. Um, I remember when I first started college back in 2014, my boyfriend at the time told me his parents thought I would never make it and I'd never graduate college. And it was devastating to hear. I'm like, why wouldn't I graduate college? And that's so stupid that you're telling me, like, why are you telling me this? I'm literally about to go to school today. Like, I just, it was so stupid. And I was so mad all the time that he even told me that. And that was like, I knew I was always going to graduate college. Like, I, there was no doubt in my head that I wasn't going to. But for him to tell me that was an even bigger push. Like, it's something I thought about almost, I don't want to say daily, but it was just something that was always in the back of my mind, like, these a-holes didn't think I was going to graduate college. Well, look at me now because maybe it took me five and a half years, but look at my grades, look at what I accomplished, look at my internships, look at my experience, look what I did for my sorority. Like, yeah, I went to college and I did the damn thing and I graduated. So I'm just very proud of myself. So I know this is like a really long story about my 2019 war of the year, I just wanted to put it in there because even though I wasn't being super intentional with my wear of the year for 2019, I did occasionally check in with myself every few months. Um, I kind of reminded myself the word that I picked and looking back, I really do think that picking that word of the year in January really helped me to manifest all of those good things that came with the word thrive in 2019. So this year, I want to be super intentional with my word of the year. I want to check in with myself daily. I want to remind myself why I chose it and how I'm going to implement it into my life every single day because I think it's important to live by the words and the values that you choose for yourself. So if you've been following along with my Instagram, you would know that my word of the year for 2020 is joy. So I chose this word because although there were a lot of 2019 highlights, like I you know, just mentioned above, I spent a lot of the year being bogged down by unnecessary stress and anxiety. Um, I don't want this to be like super sad or anything because it's not, but I did fill up my plate with a lot more than I should have, which in turn just caused me to be stressed out almost constantly, it felt like. And that also led to a lot of anxiety that I really hadn't felt 
in a long time. So because of feeling stressed and anxious a lot of the time, it took away from my days. And if you've ever felt any sort of anxiety, you would know that even the smallest bit can make you feel so down and just not like yourself. Um, I also want to mention that I'm not like clinically diagnosed with anything or like clinically diagnosed with anxiety, but of course, you know yourself and you know when you don't feel 100% and you know when you can feel that anxious tension building up in you. And for me, a, a lot of the triggers is when I'm very stressed and have a lot going on. So I knew that because I had school and work and volunteer and internship and all this other stuff, it was I had no space in my brain for anything else than like all these responsibilities that I had to get done. So when you're feeling that way, it can take a lot of the good feelings like away from you, even when you're at your favorite place or spending time with your favorite people. Like I said, for me, it sometimes felt so constant. Even though I didn't show it all the time, I definitely felt it. And looking back, I just let that anxious feeling suck the joy out of my days a lot of the time. And I just don't want that anymore. I know that choosing a word of the year like joy won't magically like take the anxiety out of my life. But I really do believe it's a good start. Because if I'm feeling anxious, I want to take a step back and really look at the situation rationally and tell myself it's all going to be okay and think about why I chose joy as my word of the year for 2020. Because yeah, I was stressed. I had a billion things on my plate. I had how many jobs. I had how many internships. I was full-time classes in two different schools. There was a lot going on, but you know, just because I had a lot going on doesn't mean that I should let it stress me out to the point that it did. So I'm going to go more in depth in this little quote kind of thing um, in a later episode, but I heard this quote and I genuinely cannot remember where I heard it. I believe it was a podcast, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, This is not something that I made up for myself, so I will not take credit for it, but I just heard it and it really resonated with me. And when I am feeling stressed or anxious, it's something I always go back to. So the quote, or like the, I don't know, if it's, not, it's not like a direct quote, but it's basically saying that life is never going to screw you over completely, no matter what. So no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're waiting for, no matter how stressed you are right now, you're going to be okay. And you can't see it right now, but life always has a safety net three feet under you. And what's coming is so much better than you can imagine. So just wait for it and it will come and it will all work out and you're going to be okay. So like I said, going back to this really helps me when I'm sucked up in anxious thoughts and feelings and when I'm feeling super stressed or if I have too much on my plate because I know that it's true and everything always does work out. And I have seen so many like proofs in my life that this is so true. So going forward, I'm going to appreciate every single day and be thankful for all the good in my life and reflect on all the happy things that come into my life because There are so many good and happy things, not only in my life, but in all of your lives too. And I really am glad that I chose joy as my 2020 word of the year because I'm really trying to get back to just reminding myself of all that. So one thing that I've been doing since the new year to help reinforce my word of the year mantra for 2020 is to write down or think about five good things that happen to me every night right before I go to bed. So this is not only fun for me to think about and reflect on, but it really makes me smile and remember that there's so much good in every single day. Even though every day may not be good, there is always something good in every day. So just some examples of things that I think of are that I woke up today. 
I mean, that is something that you should be extremely grateful for every single day. And it's something that's so easy to take for granted. And just taking some time to acknowledge and say, I woke up today. Thank you. Or I'm so happy I woke up today is really something that changes your perspective. Um, Another thing I like to think about is that I get to go to the gym and work out and be active and do something that makes me feel really good. Um, Fitness is something that I'm very new to, but being able to get out of my comfort zone and push myself to go work out and be active, even if it's for an hour a day or 30 minutes a day, I feel so good after and I'm so glad I'm able to do that. I get to spend time and play with my two dogs at home. I love dogs so much. I am such a dog person. I've had a dog probably ever since I was born, 23 years old now, and I've literally had a dog ever since I can remember. And I had my family's dog for a long time, and now I have a dog of my own that I adopted, and she's coming with me when I move out, and that gives me so much joy to know that like when I move out, I'm not going to be dogless anymore because I have a dog. So I love spending time with them and playing with them and doing all the dog things with them. It's so fun to me. So it makes me happy that I have that. I get to make myself a really good cup of coffee every morning and enjoy it at home. I look forward to coffee every single morning. It's one of my favorite things. I named my podcast and Instagram and Etsy shop and everything after it. So obviously I love it. And I get to spend time with my boyfriend and do stuff where we can connect and have a fun time together doing. So, I mean, whether it's we're hanging out at my house or his house or watching a movie or going out to eat or going shopping or going to Target for the hundredth time, it's just something that we get to do together. And I'm really glad I have somebody to do that with and spend time like that with. And it makes me happy. So even if these are kind of silly, they're still things that make me happy And I love taking time to reflect on all the stuff that brings joy into my life. And I'm excited to keep this up and attract all the joy into my life in 2020. So I think this is going to be a really good year and I'm really looking forward to it. So if you haven't found your word of the year yet, I want to give you guys some tips and give you guys some pointers on how to find the perfect one, help you manifest the kind of year that you want. So the first tip that I have is to make a brain dump. So this is something that I do a lot for a lot of different things. Like I will brain dump ideas for like Instagram stories, for Instagram in general, um, for my Etsy shop, like designs, sayings, logos, words, whatever it is. I love just having like a blank sheet of paper or a brand new notebook or whatever it is and just writing down all the ideas in my head onto paper. And this is something that I do when I do choose my word of the year too. So what you're going to do is you're going to get a pen and a paper, just something blank. You can get a notebook if you want. You can get just a plain piece of paper and just write out all the words that sound like something that you'd want to implement into your life or something that resonates with your life and your values already. So this can be a lot of words. This could be a couple of words. Whatever is in your head and you think could be a good potential word of the year, I want you to write it down on that messy piece of paper and just get it out there. And like I said, this can be messy. You can have fun with it. It doesn't have to be perfect. You're the only one that's seeing this. So after you've done that, um, you can find some inspiration. So for this, I really like to go into Pinterest and I actually just type in word of the year and it will pop up with a ton of lists that just have different words on them. So what I like to do is I pull up 
like maybe two or three lists and I kind of will just go through and read one by one all of the words that they have on there and I will add the ones that I like onto my already existing like brain dump page. So now your list is growing with more options of words that maybe you hadn't thought of before. And this is really fun to kind of just like go through all the different lists on Pinterest and some of them are really pretty. So find some inspiration and Pinterest is always a good source for stuff like this as well. So after you've done that and you have your words kind of already mapped out, go back to your brain dump and add like a new column or like a new part of your page where you can add in your concrete plans for the upcoming year. So this is stuff like travel plans, like if you know you're going on a vacation, um, your graduation day, if you know you're graduating or someone in your family's graduating, um, school dates, like I would, if I was going back to school, like I'd write down um, the starts of my new semesters and stuff like that. Anything like that that's concrete and something big that's going on, write it down because you know it's happening, it's not changing. And then after that, you're going to add in stuff that you want and hope to accomplish for the upcoming year. So this would be something like, I want to save X amount of money. I want to move out, um, move out with your significant other, want to get a new job, starting a new side hustle, whatever it is, write all that stuff down too. Um, that's going to really help you like see what you are aiming to accomplish this year and just kind of have it written down on a little list. And when you're doing this, make sure that it's stuff that you can actually accomplish. Like, it's realistic. Like, if you don't have a job, don't say you want to save $40,000 if you know you're not going to have a job for a couple of months. Like, for me, I will be honest, I don't have a job right now. I'm still in the process of moving. I'm not going to write down that I want to save $40,000 this year because that's kind of a lot for me coming from nothing. So if I was writing a savings goal, I'd say maybe to start off like five to $10,000, like that seems realistic. So I mean, and then you can always go past it. Just make sure you're setting these goals and having them be attainable. Because if you don't set them, like if you set it too high, it's easy to get disappointed. That's kind of how what I do it. Um, I know people have different ideas about that, but that's just kind of my advice with that. And then lastly, when you're writing all the stuff down, add your goals in if they're different from what you put above, like what you want to accomplish. So this could be stuff like new fitness goals. You want to eat healthier, drink more water. Um, if you have like a online shop, like you want to make X amount of sales, whatever it is, write those down too. And then you'll have all of your stuff. So you'll have your words of the year, like your potential words of the year on one side, and then all the stuff that is going on in 2020 on the other side. So you can kind of like compare and contrast what you have written down for each different column. So next, you're going to start eliminating the words that don't line up with your 2020 like vision, like your 2020 goals and aspirations and your plans and stuff that are already going on. So Keep eliminating, eliminating all of it until you have it narrowed down to one. So that's kind of the little process that I go through when I'm picking a word of the year. Sometimes it's time consuming. Sometimes it's pretty easy. I'll be honest, this year was pretty easy. Like I knew that I wanted joy to be my word of the year for a while. But this is also really helpful if you are stuck and you don't know what word that you think will line up with what you want to do for the year ahead. But yeah, hopefully that was helpful. And it's kind of fun. Take some time and block off some time and pick out a word of the year.
So that was everything that I had on Worthy Year. That was a lot of fun for me to talk about and kind of go over. Um, I really liked getting a little bit more personal and telling you guys about my Worthy Year stories and from 2019 and 2020 and kind of why I picked those words and how it worked. Um, I hope if you guys have picked a word of the year, it's something that's going well for you and something that really resonates with you guys. Um, Thank you for listening to all this. I hope you enjoyed all of that that I had to say. Um, I will do a quick little plug that we do have word of the year merch still up in Etsy. I'm planning on having it up year round. So we do have five words to choose from. We have joy, focus, grace, dream, and adventure up there we have them on crewnecks t-shirts and coffee mugs and they're really cute so i will have my etsy shop linked down below if you guys want to check that out if any of those happen to be your word of the year and you want some cute little shirts or coffee mugs with it on there that's really fun to do so make sure to check that out also make sure to follow me on instagram for more of everything i post tons of updates i've really been trying to post Monday through Friday, both on Instagram stories and on my Instagram feed. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's looking really cute. (laughs) Just toot my own horn. So make sure to follow me there. I feel like I have pretty fun Instagram stories and I have a lot of plans coming for that um, within the next couple of weeks and months too. So make sure to follow along there. And please leave a rating if you like this episode. I would love to start getting some feedback and I would love to know if you guys are enjoying these episodes. Um, I personally, have a lot of fun like recording them so I'd love to keep doing this for you guys so please leave a rating if you have a couple of minutes and yeah I'd really appreciate it so thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode and I will talk to you next time bye